Hello, sunshine. I'm Alexi Lawless, and welcome to the State of the Union podcast, where we look at the beautiful game on and off the field through the lens of red, white, and blue-colored glasses. Uh, joining me today, as always, is my friend, my colleague, my guiding light, David Mossy, a soccer savant and a Fox soccer researcher and writer extraordinaire. Mossy, we are coming to you uh, on this uh, on this Monday when you are listening to it, but uh, I just want to let you know that this is going to be a kind of unique type of Monday. We are going to have an interview with the great Jesus Ferreira on this show. And then while you normally get the show on Thursday, we are traveling, my friend, aren't we? We are uh, we are off to, uh, where are we going to? Kansas City for uh, U.S. Women's National Team action. Now, it, so what will end up happening is the Thursday show will probably be a little bit late in terms of dropping into your feed, but we'll definitely get one we're going to record on on the ground in uh, Kansas City. Did I explain that correctly? Yeah, and the benefit is we're going to be able to cover the last hours of the transfer window, which slammed shut on Thursday. Perfect, perfect. And, you know, it's if if past years are any indication, stuff happens. People get desperate and they do desperate things, which makes for great, great contact. Um, all right. As I mentioned, we're going to interview Jesus Ferreira. Uh, you may have listened to our previous show where we interviewed uh, Brandon Vasquez, and this is our trip through the potential number nines, I guess, when it comes to the U.S. men's national team. This is the incumbent. This is uh, Jesus Ferreira, who is, I think, going to start, regardless of what happens when it comes to the U.S. in November, December with the national team. But he is an interesting dude, and I am really interested to see what he has to say about his position and ultimately why it is going so well for him, both for FC Dallas and for the U.S. men's national team. Ready? I'm ready. All right, let's bring in Jesus. Jesus, welcome to the State of the Union. Um, I know we don't have a long time here with you, so I want to get into the nitty gritty. You are having a, another spectacular year when it comes to FC Dallas. Uh, we know what you're doing with the national team. Uh, you know, I, I think all of us agree you are going to be on that plane to Qatar, and there's a good chance you're going to be starting for the uh, national team. I want to talk about FC Dallas. I want to talk about the national team. Let's start off with the national team. Tell me and my good friend David Mossy here and everybody that is listening and watching out there, why Jesus Ferreira should be the starting striker at number nine in that position in the World Cup that is coming upon us here in November and December. No, yeah. I mean, for me, it would it would be a dream come true. Uh, I've been working hard for, for this opportunity. Um, and so I think uh, I'm just excited and that shows it on the field. Uh, my teammates put me in a position to to score goals, to assist, and to be able to be that guy on the field and on this team. Um, and so I'm just excited that I can show different things, uh, coming from pressing to uh, being the target, uh, to coming down and helping in the buildup. So I think uh, I'm a nine that does a little bit of everything. And so uh, I'm just excited that I can be in the in the, in the the group. Um, and so I just keep working hard to be able to, to make that final roster. Uh, everyone calls you a, a false nine, and sometimes they use it in a in a negative sense. I, I tend to see it as a as a positive. And you mentioned that you do some things differently and uniquely. Give me something specific that you, as Jesus Ferreira, do that maybe others either don't do or maybe don't do as well. No, I think uh, just playing the the number ten role in the previous season uh, kind of helped me uh, have that eye for that final pass and. Uh, in those balls that most most players don't do and so uh coming as a nine coming down and 
making those balls, making those passes uh, to assist my teammates. Uh, I feel like that's something that uh, I do differently um, and that um, I can do well. Uh, Jesus, a couple of years ago in an interview with us, Greg Berhalter compared you to Roberto Firmino. Is there an established world-class striker? Is it Firmino or somebody else that you look at that you kind of model your game after that you think that you're similar to? Yeah, I think he's a, he's a good option or, or Jesus, uh, Gabriel Jesus. Uh, I think he's a, he's a similar type style that comes down and creates for teammates and can assist and can score in the box. And so, uh, I'm not the typical nine that is a six foot, uh, you know, a big build. Um, so I'm more of a, a smaller guy, uh, faster on my feet. And so uh, he's a guy that I, I really look up to and I've been watching a lot of his games, uh, the way that he moves. Uh, away from the from the back line and can also make contact and can uh, uh, make runs in behind. Jesus, we talked about, you know, what a great moment in this is in your very young career. You're only 21 years old. Uh, you're kicking ass when it comes to FC Dallas, scoring a bunch of goals and going for that uh, that golden boot. Uh, you're a member of uh, the All-Star team. We talked about the, the goals that you're scoring and the potential that you have for the U.S. men's national team. Now, you grew up in a soccer family. Uh, your father, uh, David Ferreira. Uh, it makes me feel old because I commentated on games where he played and now I'm commentating games where you play. Uh, putting that aside, side. Was this something that you envisioned? Kids dream. They dream and they have ambitions uh, and they have visions of what they want to do. And yes, you grew up in a soccer household, but all of this success and where you are right now, even at a young age, is this something that you dreamed about doing from a young age? Yeah. I mean, uh, seeing my dad do the a lot of things that I've done uh, from scoring to assistance to being a, um, in a final to being an all-star, uh, it kind of just stuck to my head and said, uh, hopefully one day I can First of all, make it to the team, the, the team that that I grew up watching, the team that I love, uh, and it came true. And then it was step by step. It was uh, goals on goals. And so um, then came being able to play my first game. That was then then scoring my first goal. And it went from there. So uh, is that that's something that I've always dreamed about um, is following my dad's footsteps and um, being better than him. Uh, Jesus, the FC Dallas Academy has produced so many players that have gone on to the national team from Weston McKinney, Chris Richards, yourself, Ricardo Pepe, Tanner Tessman, Reggie Cannon, Brian Reynolds. Um, why is Dallas so good at this? You went through the academy. Uh, what is it about FC Dallas that they're so good at developing players? I think it's just a connection that we have with the first team um, and just how, how they treat the players. Um, they make it. They make sure that from the first time that uh, you sign that academy contract. They make sure that you're treated like a pro. Um, you do everything, everything like the first team. Uh, you train at the same time. Uh, you walk the same hallway. Sometimes uh, you, sometimes the trainers even uh, come down and uh, help us in the academy. And so it's just uh, the connection that we had with the first team that helped us uh, develop. And we were in the first team environment 24/7 while we were here. Um, and so um, I think that the transition from academy when you sign a first pro uh, first deal um it was easy and it was easy to adapt you we were already training with the first team uh, day in and day out and so uh, nothing had changed and so that that connection that we had, I think, that helped helped every young guy to just go into the team and, and succeed. Uh, Jesus, one of the things that I that I love about your play is your your work rate, and especially when it comes to defending. And look, I've I've 
seen and played with a lot of forwards and uh, they are sometimes a necessary evil and sometimes they they want nothing to do with defending but you are you are the exception my friend and I love the, the work rate you had um your uh, your national team teammate Tyler Adams has been shooting his mouth off about his ability uh, when it comes to the beep test and uh, how good he is right now if I put you up against Tyler uh, where are you finishing up when it comes to uh, the beep test and just the, the physical um, abilities that both of you have I think far behind him. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's a he's a guy that can just glide through the field and uh, just run for days. And so uh, I give him props because uh, I'll be tired. He'll still he'll still be yelling to keep running. So um, he's a guy that uh, that can just glide through the field and uh, cover so much distance. But you score more goals than him, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We- <laughs> Uh, Jesus, all those Dallas Academy players I mentioned earlier are now in Europe. We're seeing so many young Americans go to Europe. You attracted interest from over there, but you chose to sign a new contract with Dallas before the season. You're the club's first ever homegrown DP. What was behind that decision? And is Europe something that you do see in your future? Yeah, I mean, uh, like everybody knows, I'm I'm happy. I love this club and um, I want to win things like my dad did here. Um, that's my my priority with myself and with the club um, is that I want to bring something something big for this club. Um, and knowing that um, I ought to be getting constant minutes under under a coach that uh, knows me well and we play similar system on the national team, uh, there was no doubt that this is where I wanted to be. Um, we had the same goals in mind and it was to win something. And who else to do it other than with a coach that uh, plays similar to the national team and that I can uh, play every weekend in that style and that I can. Uh, keep sharpening those tools that that will make me better for when uh, hopefully Greg can call me into to to the camp and then I have those I have those ten, uh, tendencies of pressing and defending and whatever he needs uh, FC Dallas sitting pretty right now in the standings and obviously the uh, the playoffs are coming up very very quickly you mentioned uh, your coach Nico Estevez. Uh and why do you, why do you think that FC Dallas is so good this year in this moment and yes you've had players and additions like Paul Ariola, which I think you've found a really good connection with out there. But what do you think has changed fundamentally to make us, let's be honest, care about FC Dallas again when it comes to the first team in Major League Soccer? Yeah. And like you said, I think that's uh, the main thing that every player here on the on the roster notice is that nobody really cared about Dallas. Uh, the whole media never brought Dallas up. Um, we would win games and it would just go unnoticed. And we noticed that that needed to change uh, our mentality changed that we didn't want to feel like last season where we were losing games left and right. That wasn't a feeling that we didn't want to feel again, uh, especially at home in front of our fans. Uh, and so we, as a team, uh, had a few meetings and discussed that we all have to be on the same page and we all agree that we want the same goals. And so uh, I think that's what's helping us this season and to be this strong is obviously, yeah, our additions. We have uh, new players, Paul, Alan, Sebastian, uh, Martins. And so we have players with quality that can help us, but it's also the mentality of the group and the players that are coming in. We are on the same page and we all want to win things with this club. And so that helps us be on the same page on the field, which is the ultimate goal is to win games. And that will help us uh, if we're all collectively together. Uh, You mentioned that you want to win things with Dallas. Everyone has identified LAFC as the favorites to win MLS Cup this season. You've seen the signings they've made, Gareth Bale, Georgia Chiellini. How do you think you guys stack up against them? Uh, would you like a shot at LAFC in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think uh, we're going to back down from anyone. Um, we know that uh, that's a team that has a bunch of quality um, and they're performing. Um, 
uh, and they're, you know, gaining points way farther and they're getting just going away from us. And so, um, I think we're not going to back down from anyone. And if it, if it's LAFC that we have to uh, be in the playoffs, then we'll try our best and, and beat them. We have quality players in our in our roster, um, and we play a system that uh, that we can hurt them. And so we'll we'll see how it goes. But obviously, we give them credit to for what they're doing this season and the players that they have and uh, the ability they have to uh, win games on the road and win games at home. My final two questions before we let you go. And really appreciate you spending the time here on the State of the Union podcast. Um, okay. World Cup, it's coming. Uh, as I said, I think that you are not only going to be on the plane, but I think that you have a really good chance of starting. You have still been a part of this team, and we know the U.S. men's national team wasn't part of the World Cup last time around. A lot of people are going to come in and be watching you and this team. What are they going to see? Why should we care? Why should we watch this particular U.S. men's national team in Qatar at the upcoming World Cup? No, I think the, the mentality of the group... Um, from the beginning, uh, when qualifiers were happening, uh, we we had the same objective: is that no matter what, we have to be on that plane to Qatar. And so, uh, the mentality of the group, the coaching staff, uh, everyone around us is that we're not going there just to to enjoy our time and be just another another country. We want to be the the country that's uh, fighting for for the title. And uh, we know that each game is going to bring something different. Each game is going to have. Uh, Different players, different formations, different uh, different things that uh, that we have to to see. Uh, but we're ready. Uh, I think the team mentally and physically are ready. And um, whoever whoever Coach Greg uh, decides to take on on, on that World Cup roster uh, is gonna is gonna take care of the job. Well, you mentioned your coach, Greg Berhalter. This is my last question to you. I know you're a sneakerhead. Uh, you got that big DP money rolling in right now. Uh, and we know Greg Berhalter is definitely a sneakerhead. So who's got better game between you and your head coach, Greg Berhalter? And what is your favorite, do they call them pairs? I don't know if they call them pairs anymore, but pair of sneakers when it comes to what you have in your closet. No, nah, I think we we both have uh, different types of sneakers. Obviously, he's a he's a Nike guy. I'm an Adidas guy. So we're, we're in two different fields. But... Um, I can say that Yeezys are my favorite. Um, they're just comfortable and easy to style. And so um, for sure, I have to go with Yeezys. We're going to have to get you a pair of special U.S. Yeezys for the World yeah. Cup that you can rock. Like huh? That. All right, we'll, we'll get it done. Listen, speaking of the World Cup, uh, I wish you all the luck in the world, not just for the World Cup uh, that's coming up, but also for uh, FC Dallas. Uh, you are wonderful to watch, and I think a lot of us are really excited and happy for the success that you are hap uh, having, uh, whether it comes to Major League Soccer and beyond, because we know uh, there's probably other bigger uh, things in your future. So good luck with that. And obviously, when you get to uh, Qatar, and we'll be broadcasting here at Fox, we look forward to calling these games and hopefully calling many moments of greatness, including goals uh, from you out there, regardless of where you finish in the beep test, my friend. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Thanks to Jesus Ferreira again for coming on the State of the Union podcast. All right. Again, thank you to uh, Jesus Ferreira for coming on the State of the Union podcast. He's always an, an interesting dude. And, you know, his his pathway, Mossy, is interesting because from a young age, he was kind of, um, you know, pushed in this direction. Now, he was also, we talk so much about development on the State of the Union and those pathways and those opportunities and resources. Here is a prime, of, a prime example of somebody who has benefited immensely from 
all of those opportunities. And yes, FC Dallas, maybe more so than others out there, really knows what they're doing when it comes to development. It's interesting to hear him talk about why it is so special and the things that are uh, things that are done there. And it is paid dividends because you go down the line and there are so many players that have come out of that organization that uh, are either playing in Major League Soccer or obviously playing uh, around the world in some great leagues around the world. What stood out for you before we talk about Jesus uh, more? What stood out to you in terms of the interview? Uh, he doesn't seem offended by the false nine label. He yeah, really talked right? up other parts of his game. So he leaned into that, actually, that that's what distinguishes him from other strikers. And then, obviously, I found the answer about him looking up to Gabriel Jesus to be kind of interesting. You know, Berhalter said Firmino a couple of years ago, and now Jesus said Jesus. Yeah, I thought he was going to bristle more at the false nine. And it's not... It's not an accusation. I just think it's the reality that he plays the position very differently than traditionally the U.S. men's national team has had a player in that in that position. Um, but but I also think the way that he talked about him at times playing a ten and how that has enabled him to do some different things. Now that he has been able to play at FC Dallas and a national team that does value the work that he does. That's good because when it comes to someone like like Brandon Vasquez, who plays it in a much more traditional type of way, who knows if it translates to the national team? Who knows if it is going to be something that Greg Berhalter in that system that he plays is going to find is going to be successful uh, ultimately? Um, when, it, when it comes to, uh, to Jesus Ferreira, do you agree with me that the barring injury, and I have to knock on wood for all of these players. I hope nobody gets injured. But barring injury, come that game against Wales in November, that Jesus Ferreira is going to be the starting striker for the U.S. men's national team. Probably, but as I mentioned in a recent a podcast, I'm a guy. big sergeant guy. That's yeah. the one threat I see if sergeant were to really perform well the next uh, couple of months. I think that would put some doubt in Greg Berhalter's mind about that. Really? You, you, you think? I mean... You think that Greg Berhalter will play the hot hand, if you will. And it's still, I mean, it has to get hotter. I, I, I mean, he's hes done some, the last couple of weeks have been wonderful, but doesn't it, ha, doesn't it have to be a consistency of heat? Yeah, this form, what we've seen the last two games from Sargent would have to last uh, for the next several weeks, right up until we get close to Qatar. And, I mean, we see it and we extrapolate it out, right? Well, he's scoring a lot of goals here and, he sh and it should happen. But what happens if he gets in with it, I'm talking about Sargent or anybody for that matter, and it could be Brandon Vasquez or anybody. They get in to the camp and it just it's just not the same. Change of scenery, change of circumstance, even just change of angles as to where the goals are coming from that we are basing our, our assumptions off of. Just change a little bit and it's just a little bit off. I mean, that certainly can happen. Yeah, I think what we can all agree on is it's Jesus's job to lose. He's the incumbent right now. Somebody has to really outperform him whether it be a club level or in, in that camp, as you mentioned, I think if it's close, it's going to be him. Do you think we're being fair to Jesus Ferreira? Because at times I've had to kind of stop myself and say, you know, I, I'm constant. He's, you know, he's always the, <laughs> the girlfriend that we're always looking past trying to upgrade to somebody, somebody better. Are we being un, unfair to him because of the way that he plays the position? And are we, looking past an actual beauty that we have and a bird in the hand that we have? 
No, I think he's a very good player, but it's fair when you look around that lineup, you know, McKinney, Pulisic, Aronson, Adams, he does stick out. It, maybe it is an MLS versus Europe bias, but, yeah. th- you know, that it, it's a position that it doesn't blow you away as much as the, some of the other guys. I mean, if he was doing the same thing that he's doing right now for Lille or, so, you know, some team like that, I think, I perception think our perception would be, would be completely different. Absolutely. And But he's not. He's doing it uh, where, where he is. And... You know, as I said, unless something changes drastically, and it certainly could, I mean, this September window is going to be wonderful and fascinating. And we're going to base it, I say us from the outside, we're going to base it completely on what happens on the field in those games. And yes, that has to take priority. But Greg Berhalter and company, they're going to base it on what they see day in and day out and the types of training and the things that that these players are doing in training and even the dynamic that they bring to the locker room. And are they good? Are they clicky? Are they potentially a cancer, toxic, or, you know, all these different things? Or do they really fit in? Do they have the same sensibilities and sense of humor and all that kind of stuff? And are they, are they one of the guys? Um, are, they, are they, you know, off by themselves? All of these different things are going to play in. And he's going to throw all of these different things into the calculator. And it's going to spit out what he feels are the best 26 players Um to bring in terms of that team. It is interesting that around this time last year, Pepe had seemingly emerged as right? the odds-on favorite. He goes to Europe, struggles with Augsburg. Jesus decides to stick around MLS. And what a difference a year makes. Now it's Jesus that seems to be clearly above Pepe in the pecking order. I mean, we're running out of trains here. And some of these trains have now, while they went off the tracks, they've been able to put them back on the tracks and they're they're moving wrong. Your friend, uh, you know, Josh Sargent, uh, for example, we were on the Sargent chain, we're on the Pepe train, the DK train. You know, now we're going to be on the Vasquez train for a little bit. And we'll, you know, ultimately we need a train, okay, that yes, is going down the tracks, but stays going down the tracks at the very least until the end of November and hopefully the beginning of uh, December when it comes to that. And that's the train that we are going to ride. We just do not want it going off the tracks again, regardless of who it is uh, before the uh, before the World Cup. Anything else, my friend? That's it. All right. We had a good time. And uh, again, thank you to uh, to Jesus Ferreira and uh, for talking to us about, you know, FC Dallas and the U.S. men's national team and his his shoe collection and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we hope that you uh, that you enjoyed it. We hope that you are enjoying the, the content that we are uh, putting out here on a continual basis. Um, continue to you know write and subscribe and review and download and do all the different things uh, that you do. Use that hashtag, uh, ask Alexi, and all the different ways that you have to come in contact uh, with us and get us your questions, comments, and concerns. Uh, we will talk to you again. Later on in this week, as we mentioned, um, it will appear in your feed. It might be a little bit late just because we have some traveling to do. But fear not, your State of the Union fix will be there in that feed. Until then, and until next time, size the day. (laughs) 